And my friend, we're going to close out the year here at G-MIGS. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. This is our last show for this uh, spring season. We'll be back for football, of course, in about uh, Lord uh, three, four months. Eh, we always say that, but we find a way. But we're going to close it out. We have so much to unpack uh, thanks to uh, this women's basketball team. And there have been, I, I was thinking about this earlier, there have been, we've done this show for 19 years. I would say there have been five, four or five mountaintop shows, right? Now, granted, Iowa doesn't come out of this with a national championship. They did go to the finals. Mountaintop. This is, the, the, when, you, when you come away with, we have an entire show to unpack about experiences and being a Hawkeye fan and national media and players of the year and the way that our team was represented and upsetting the number one team who hadn't won and lost in 42 games and being in Dallas with this incredible throng of Hawkeye fans. We've got, we've got uh, shade being thrown by the other team, being invited to the White House when they shouldn't have been. Uh, idiocy which, out of the, the White which, House, which, which we should way, count on every time. Which, idiocy out we, of them. Which, we, you know? which, by the way, we've already turned out. Right. Um, there's so much to unpack here, and I'm just telling you, this is why this is one of those shows. It could go all kinds of different directions. They're all going to be good, even though Iowa did fall to LSU in the national championship game the other day, 102-85. They got the 77-73 victory, and I'm going to tell you this. When they got the rebound... Uh, uh, with under with under 17 seconds to go, I was as excited about that as I've ever been in any one Hawkeye moment. And, and I, I was in the arena, of course. We're more, so that, more so than when Amani uh, Hooker intercepted yes. the first pass against Ohio State. Yes. Because I think that's the most excited I've ever been. I, Although I, at the Michigan State game, I will say when uh, Peyton Sanford hit the, the that, shot, right, that was pretty exciting. I'm just telling you, I, that I, that games I've been at. Andrew had to get out of the way because I ran up the stairs, high-fiving Iowa fans, back down. It was it was a mo- one of those moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, we just we just kn- we knocked off Goliath, and now we're going to the national championship. You know, it's interesting. And that's where this we week's, were uh, all week. You this know? week's Bible readings, we there was a discussion. Was there yes. David and Goliath? Yes. So um, I mean, you know, everything from. We're walking through. We're getting. We're going into the semifinal game. We were up top, and we walked by, and I hear Ridge. I turn around. And it's, it's Trent Condon. He's got his his daughter with him, right. you know, and she's there smiling and everything. And I'm like, oh, dude, can you believe they? No, I know. And and we we had a great conversation. I miss having that guy. Not, I mean, yeah. Great that his career is going the way it is on on another network, as they may say, right? Another station, but uh, miss having him part of this, and um, always had a great time. It was just. And there were Iowa fans everywhere. We're going to get into our top five later on. Is going to get into what it was like to be there uh, uh, this weekend because I talk about hey, and we're if Chuck Reed comes in later, I'm going to buy him a, a diet coke because he talked me into this two weeks ago. Right, right. We sat here. And he's like, oh, you should think about it. Right. And I bought tickets two weeks ago tonight. Right. Um, so by the way, it wasn't horribly expensive for me to get in. Tickets were going for six hundred bucks in my for my section for the championship. Well, I, I was looking online on Saturday morning. We were uh, out to breakfast, and Christy says, do you think we should go? And I so I started looking, and I and doing the math, and I'm like, man, it's it's 
thousand bucks just to get in the in the house, and that's that's up top. Yeah, you'd have got in, but that's what you would have paid. Yeah, now, you, probably, probably you may have got somewhere around seven hundred by the time it was all said and done. Right, but still, um, but uh, and and would have been fun to have you there. We did run into our our friends at Gherkins. Yes, uh, Mitch was down there, um, Mitch Corbett, and a number of people. Plus, I was there, of course, with my my other good friend. Uh, Ron Clemming, who well, let's, is, you know, let's not then, forget the intern, and then I, and then Andrew Ridge was was with me, and he looked at me. Now the other thing was, just so everybody knows, normally I do the Rangers opening day thing with these guys, right? They have not done this for four years because of COVID, and so we did that as well on Thursday. And let me, so let's just put it this way: we were removed from the premises. That's how much fun we had in the new Globe Life ballpark. Now, so before the game was over, yeah. Oh boy. That's a story for uh, none of us ended up spending time in Ranger Jail, but we were removed. Brian Clancy from Cedar Rapids, my friend, primetime Brian Clancy, lives in, live, grew up in Cedar Rapids, gets a little bit mouthy and lippy. Yeah. I love him to death, but, man, he got a little mouthy and lippy. Anyway, we had a good time with that. Let's talk Iowa Hawkeye basketball, women's basketball in these games. But first of all, I want to run this down for you. Let's think about, so they, they lost in the championship game, but let's think about the nine games they won going up to that. They had won nine in a row. Nine in a row. Every team they had beaten in nine in a row, starting with that win over Indiana um, on the last second shot uh, to end the regular season, every team was in the tournament because they then played Purdue, who made the tournament. Right. right? They beat Maryland. So Indiana, Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State. State. And then, of course, four in the tournament. So South, Southwest Louisiana. Was that who they played first? Southeastern Louisiana. Southeastern Louisiana. Georgia. Georgia. Colorado. Colorado. Louis, Louisville. Louisville. South Carolina. South Carolina. So, and then LSU. So you had to play three SEC teams in order to win it. Right. And, and certainly, so, certainly the hardest road to the finals Yes, not so much the hardest road to the Final Four, but certainly to the finals of anybody. Right. right? Now, keep in mind, LSU was lucky because they had a foul they, against Utah, and the girl airballed the free throw. could have lost. And certainly could have lost that game. But, you know, you have to have games, unless you're UConn, that you're headed, uh, right. you know, right. in a tournament run. It's not unusual so, uh, to have that happen, but... They end up 31-7, and seven, and on the way through this, they beat number three South Carolina. This is the final. These are the final AP rankings. Number three, South Carolina. Number five, Maryland. Number six, Ohio State twice. Number seven, Indiana. Number 14, Louisville. Number 15, Colorado. Number 25, Michigan. I didn't enjoy What about the, Iowa State? I, no, I'm sorry. Number 24, Michigan. Number 25, Iowa State. Yeah. These are all wins on the year. Georgia finished 28th. Right. So they have 10 wins versus the top 25 as a team out of their 31 during the year. They end up 31 and 7. Um, and and Kat, let's face it, they, this is the most watched women's basketball game of nine all point, time. 9.9 million people on average watch with a peak of 12. 12. 12 million. That's more than any Stanley Cup game literally ever. In history. It's more than any. Uh, it was, they said the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and a variety of college football games, more than that. ESPN had a bigger regular season college basketball game in 2001 or something like that. Okay. Right? It's been 20-some-odd years since they've had that kind of audience. And both of they had both of them, basically, for both games, right? But right. The, the, the championship had that bigger that bigger. Well, and imagine if they, had they done that Sunday night, but, you know, 
Ten Commandments, so it had to be on ABC on Sunday. Was that, night. was that on? Yeah, you know, it starts at six, it, it gets over it. at midnight. The only thing that well, goes longer I, than the Ten Commandments are the Oscars. I always bow out once they get through the Red Sea. I'm done at that point in time. They start. Well, they wander for the year. They wander there for 40, 40 years. years. I mean, come on. In the um, wilderness, uh, eating uh, uh, grapes, manna. grapes, and, stand, and uh, dancing around is supposed to be anyway. Um, so, at the end of the day, though, this team has an incredible, uh, incredible record. Caitlin Clark today uh, awarded with the with the Wooden Award that sweeps her with the Naismith and the Wooden. We don't have to complain about that anymore. Shouldn't anyway. She got forty-one on Friday night, thirty on Sunday, um, and. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the dust up with uh, what's her name in just a little bit from uh, Angel Angel Reese in just a little bit. A couple of things about these games: Iowa got out rebounded in the semifinals, forty nine to twenty five. Still found a way to win. Out rebounded in the championship game, but I thought that that the officiating, which we'll talk about, um, notwithstanding, at the end of the day, the one thing you can say about LSU. The shot 65% from three. Well, it, you know, anytime you're going to give a team the opportunity to shoot from three, and that's what your defensive mindset was, we're not going to let them beat us inside. They're going to. They shot 58% from, from everywhere, right? Yeah, right. right. And they did you know, that. Too. And they were nine for 12 uh, early on. The one girl comes in in the first half, scores 21 points uh, in the first half alone, makes the all tournament team. Because of that yeah, half. She averages seven points a game. She gets 21 at halftime. And right? shooting 28% for the year from three. And she goes five for five or six for six, um, including the bank shot at the end of the half at the, as the horn goes off. But Kim Monkey standing in the center circle. And, you know, it, ultimately, Iowa's defensive game plan on Sunday was similar to the one that they employed on Friday night. And the difference being is that South Carolina – was a reluctant team to even consider shooting. And LSU said, well, if they're going to leave us open, we're going to shoot. Uh, and, and it wasn't quite the same. It, they it, they it, really backed off the South Carolina gal. And the, the one that unloaded, uh, it's not, right? Well, it because can't be. It can't be. Now, fouls ended up relatively even, right? The difference is when they came right. and the officials decided the game at various times during the game by making calls. So Iowa on a run in the third quarter. Monica Sinano makes a layup. Mulkey literally throws both. I, I literally tackles the referee. Ah, she threw her out. So they have to stop the, the game. Oh, to go to go study whether she threw an elbow or something, and, and that stopped the momentum of the game. It is exactly what that, she wanted. That was the moment that I absolutely lost it. Okay, right. There was and nothing. I, and now, now, fortunately, I was in the comfort of my own house. I was not out amongst mm -hmm. them. Yeah, and I I went crazy because the LSU girl had done worse, in my all, opinion, all the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but literally, like two minutes earlier in the game, mm -hmm. had thrown, and we didn't we didn't have a timeout for that one, as far as I recall. Critical juncture, and then of course the technical on Caitlin, which is very, 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 very touchy. Now, now I've got here's here's what I want to talk about with with there's two things I want to mention about the officiating. One, bat all the way around, right? Right. And the, and we can tell this because national pundits, including the former head of NCAA officials called this out as being just an abomination, right? He said it was the worst officiated game he'd ever seen. And, and on this stage, it was just a shame, right? So everybody's 
universally, and I agree both ways it was terrible, but here's what I, here's what I didn't, and I've got pictures, lots of them. Yes. Our seats were, we were the front row, the very front row of the upper deck on the end, okay? Can, from the sideline, camera shot, I've watched some of this. It right. looks like Kim Mulkey's like, uh, uh, she's a step Foot, or two on the right. court, right? No. She was three to four feet, and I am not exaggerating. I, give me a Bible. She was three to four feet on the court fully on the court while Iowa had the ball on that end the entire game. She was on the court that far the entire game. And then I will say this. Reminds you very much of Tom Izzo in the way that she works the the official, except for one thing. She gets violently up in the faces of the officials, waving. With arm gestures and hands. And jumping up and down and stopping and kicking. I saw her kick an official. I saw her hit an official. I saw her run into an official. We all saw the replay of her getting thrown out of the way by an official. And there was not – And you do, do you know who got a sideline warning in that game? Yeah, I would. Chan Jensen. Nobody no, – no, how – the game is on television, how nobody in the NCAA organization didn't make a call and say, hey, this is really bad. Can you tell those guys just to – Tell her to tone it down. Just get a message to the official. How can nobody see this? She was allowed, and I've got a picture of her, the last shot, of that bank shot of the first half. When I say she was in the center circle, okay, she wasn't. She was eight feet on the court, standing at the center line. I've got that. Well, and she's actually on the sideline logo that they have on the court. Yeah. That's, she, that's yes. where she was. She was on that for that shot. There is no excuse, no excuse, none for that. And so you throw that. Now you add that into the fact that her players are ostensibly ungracious, and they 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 are. Well, they, let's put it this way: they talked. They were to not Kim, good winners. They talked to Kim Mulkey before the game. She goes, "Well, I'm the only one who could have ever done that by getting two teams to go to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not to say that Gino couldn't have gotten ten teams to go to the Final Four had he ever left UConn, right. or Pat Summit. The same thing." But the point is, is that she decided to leave Baylor under under adverse circumstances, to say the least. She did have the, the best basketball player on earth at the time, Brittany Griner, a uh, college basketball player. And she comes down there to Baton Rouge and just keeps bringing her. Are we her. out of time, Art? Well, it's the first se- segment. All right. It's good. It's, it's point well taken. We'll the, the, the point is, her leadership brings all of those things you said about the it way that her team behaves. That attitude, yes. which is awful, right. right? It's sour. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Hill, seventeen hundred the champ, one hundred one point three FM. And we are back here on the Hawkeye Hill, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. We're at G Mix. Hasn't started raining it yet here. It looks pretty nasty out to the west, kids. I, not, I don't know what to tell you. The direct TV's down, but right. Uh, but it looks pretty nasty. There's some storms coming in. Protect yourselves. Buggy. Da- uh, Storm coming. Yeah. Hunker down. Uh, and uh, listen. Hug, to your, hug your radios. Hug your radios. <laughs> hug and kiss your radios, friends, as we uh, take you through the rest of this program. Um, we got Tom. We do. We have. We do have Tom from Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, and good afternoon, Tom, uh, from Stormy Daniels, Des Moines. Des, Mo- <laughs> Des Moines. Um, I, you know, I find it interesting. I was just saying, Tom, a little bit ago that this was this was a mountaintop experience as a Hawkeye fan to be down there with this this group. And I know that you sent Kyle down there to, to cover it. Uh, but and, and, what and we sent our photographer. And a photographer dentist down there too. And your photographer, and so at the end of the day, though, this was 
the most watched women's basketball game of all time. This was a huge Iowa event. This was this last weekend was. Whatever the marketing dollars would I mean, equate to. It, this was something that you just yeah exactly. How do you even equate what this yeah, means to Iowa that, athletics right? the way that this last weekend went? Boy, I don't know. Um, all I know is that like my our, our home at on, on three. Um, they do a lot of the NIL stuff and, um, and they were just, you know, part of that is basically your social media impact and what your following is on social media and Instagram, those sorts of things and what, you know, what they have and, and Caitlin Clark's following went through the roof and. What are like 45,000 or something? Yeah. Well, Angel Reese went up. A half million on oh. on in, just on Instagram alone. So no kidding. Yeah. Holy cow. So yeah. So they're both, and you know, and and I know Iowa fans get mad at on three because they don't have Caitlin's monetary thing evaluated properly at this point. Because I know, well, I shouldn't say I know. I'm pretty confident that she's making seven figures. Okay. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. I think we're all yeah. we're all pretty confident that she's making seven figures, but they don't they they have her like at like about six hundred thousand. No, no, I'm no. like you know uh, the Nike, the High V, the, the other stuff. I mean, she's she's doing okay. Tom, you know? I I can she's, confirm it's over seven figures, and I and this is on extraordinarily good authority. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I have it on pretty good authority too. But I, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, um, let's 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 talk about the brand, right? I mean, I I, think, I hope they get her a shoe. Well, that's a great idea. It's been thrown it's out coming. there. I think they would. Yeah. Is it? It's, yeah, I think it should it, be. I don't know that it will. Ha- I don't know that that will happen until after she's done at Iowa. But maybe it will. Maybe it will because. Um, Why not? I think. I think she could she could sell some sneakers. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine <laughs> any young sneakers. girl who would love to be, you know, yeah, I'm 8 years old, I'm playing basketball, I went to Caitlin Clark's shoe. I mean, yeah. I I could easily see that. Um, you know, and with the new Air Jordan movie coming out, it seems apropos. <laughs> it does. That that now would be a good time for Nike to consider uh, and, a college player's own sneaker. Could you imagine how cool that'd be? It'd be so cool. I yeah. and and with this little snafu today, uh, the last couple of days now, obviously with the first lady kind of in, 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 <laughs> saying that she wanted Iowa to I'm come to talk the, to Joe. Which, by the way, there's no official invite, but the fact that that both Coach Bluter and and Caitlin so eloquently said what they should say, which is, no, that's for the champions, it's not for us, that the brand just keeps getting enforced, right, reinforced as to who she is and what she what she's about. Well, how about Caitlin Clark after being interviewed after the South Carolina game, screaming at the top of her lungs, if you want to come and play basketball, you need to come to Iowa. Yeah. I mean, that that's a pretty good recruiting pitch in a pretty good forum to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's going to be some opportunities. I mean, you know, I tweeted it out the other day. It's just, and I know some people are chapped at LSU, but you know yeah, what? Whatever. Who's they saying won. no to Iowa LSU? What, right. What, you know, 
play that game again next year. Play it, um, you know, here's an idea. Play it in Washington, D.C. and invite, um, you know, Joe and Jill Biden <laughs> to the game. There you go. And have them watch the game from a box or whatever. Uh, you, and you, you, you know what, Tom? I'm going I'm to differentiate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ with you on this, and here's why. Uh, Kim Mulkey and her antics. I know it. it you can't tell I don't, it. Or I don't you care. It, you're you can't see game. it on TV. You, you, you want eyeballs. You can't see it on eyeball. TV. She does not deserve Brett, anybody. Brett, you're wrong. Deserve. LSU will be on. LSU. I'm, it's my opinion. My uh, opinion uh, is LSU. I do not endorse that behavior. It was awful. Well, the entire game. And you can't see fine, it on television. But, right. But they're also the national but champs. You can't ignore them. They're going to be the. They're going to be one of the top. Top five so, teams in the country next year. So no, qu- just, no question about you, it. And they'll probably you be deal on- with them. And, and yeah. you know, Iowa should play. If Iowa and UConn don't play next year, there's something wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's something yeah. wrong. Because Paige they will be back. I don't have a problem Paige playing Beckers a tough schedule. Back. I have a tough time giving that woman a forum. And and I'm Tom, I've never I've watched thousands upon thousands of basketball games. I've been live everywhere. I've seen. I've never seen anyone, and that includes Bobby Knight, Tom Izzo, anybody you can throw at me the that closest, has acted that way. I've never clo- seen it. The closest I can come to is is in the late seventies. I was at Vets Auditorium when Al McGuire was out physically moving his players on the yeah. court at the end of the game to put him where he wanted them. <laughs> I because apparently they couldn't figure it out from the X and O part on the chalkboard. I have never seen that's the closest I've ever so seen. So violently approach appro- so violently physically approach official officials time after time after time. It was amazing. Her hands, her she was I, I can't talk about Fran. I can't. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't I can't I, I can't but anyway, you need to get I, past that I, right I see now. where I see where you're going with it. It, it would be a great game. And, and, oh, by the way, the whole thing with Angel Reese at this point in time. Who cares? I'm kind of past that already. Yeah. Not to mention I, that Caitlin took the higher road all five times when she got in her I'll, face. I'll, right, I'll, right. Here, here's where right. So, right. All right. Yeah, he's a 21 um, and 8 kid on average. And he's, yeah, he, he can get yeah. some buckets. Yeah. Yeah. And he's legit 6'10. Um, so he's going to see Florida this weekend. Um, Florida is kind of like in on every player in, in America. I think they're just retooling through the portal every year is what they're going to do. So that's, that's how they're going to operate. That's Arkansas's mode of operation, too. So you'll see them in that, that same thing, LSU and the same thing. They're just all going to kind of do things that way. But, um, yeah, so he's coming this weekend. And then the 14th, 15th. Kid from Merrimack, uh, Jordan Miner, is uh, coming in. He's a you know six eight kid who's um, you know pretty skilled. Uh, yeah. Just, what uh, about uh, that Mac? I think his last name. Yeah. Well, he's well, the other Two forty right? for Miner. He averaged seventeen points, uh, nine nine and a half rebounds, and he's going to uh, go to Virginia this weekend. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, Iowa, and then Seton Hall. Um, And then uh, B.J. Mack just announced his top five, and Iowa made the cut. Uh, He is uh, from Wofford. He averaged uh, the second-leading scorer in the Southern Conference, uh, 16.6 points per game. Uh, And he is uh, at Iowa on 
the 17th and 18th. So they've got some pretty stout competition for them, right? Uh, as you might imagine, um, you know, with uh, uh, South Carolina, LSU, Arkansas, Arkansas. And Alabama. Yeah. So it's interesting um, that four, basically four SEC teams in Iowa. It's an interesting yeah. mix. Yeah, and, and it's you know what's interesting about about these um, visits is they just jam these all together. I mean, it's like speed dating. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just like you're it, in and out. It's just lunch. <laughs> just lunch, yeah. It's sort of like that. It's just lunch. Speed dating, seven minutes, we're, we're on, to, on to the next. Wow. So, uh, so much... we'll see where they stand at the end of this um, as far as uh, they can land any of these guys. Uh, but, you know, there's these guys, these guys, and I know people kind of push it towards, well, all these kids are just looking to get paid. That's probably part of it, but it's also playing time at the highest right. level. And somebody's going to say, Iowa's got no bigs. You're going to start right away, and you're going to play 30 minutes a game in the Big Ten. Right. So mm-hmm. here you go. Yep. Well, and, and particularly if you could get two of those, holy cow. Right. They're, they're going to get both two. They're going to they're going to pick up two big men. It's just a matter of who they get. Of who who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so then then the logical question I was about to ask and I think you, you kind of half answered it there Tom is how much does does so, so the collective is one thing but then being able to link them up with another sponsor or something to make give them a little more money. How much does that play into this? Because we know last year it just it just kind of ruined the whole thing. They didn't have it ready to go. But there is going to be something here where the kids do want to get paid a little bit, right? Sure. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a collective uh, that's in place now that can help with, um, with these situations. And they'll be able to help um, Fran, uh, you know, like last year, I think most of the big men were going for like, you know, hundred, hundred fifty thousand in the collective. <laughs> right, right. That's just you know, crazy. That's yeah. a, it's, a, it's that's just kind of was the, the going price. The going so rate. They're gonna have yeah, throw, so they're throw gonna in have a to, used Chevy and you got yourself a deal there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think they're hopeful that they'll be able to get a couple guys. Uh, a couple of big men, maybe a center and a forward, or two big forwards that can kind of you know, rotate eight, six nine, yeah. that can, can contend, grown men kind of thing. Uh, and and then they also have another scholarship, so they look around and see if they can find you know best available if they want, and do all something right. like that. All right, Tom. Thanks for all your work throughout the years, okay. especially this 19 year. Nineteen years, my friend. We'll Thank talk you. To you soon. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll come back, wrap up the year. And when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 the champ, 101.3 FM. In eight minutes. Hey, I want to thank our great sponsor, Cyclone Fans of the Hawkeye. Was the first Outback Bowl in Tampa. So, I did not go to that one. You were there. Yes. I was there. So so we get there, and we're, if I'm not mistaken, this may have been the January 1 morning where I woke up, walked to the liquor store to buy 
Bloody Mary stuff, and the door was open, and the guy goes, what are you doing? We're not open. And I said, this well, I, a- I'm here to buy Bloody Mary mix, a uh, case of beer and ice, and I'm going to suggest to you that in the next 15 minutes, there's going to be a lot of people dressed like me going to walk in here, and you're going to want to be open. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, I mean, I'm carrying my stuff to the counter. The guy goes, okay, whatever. And two go Hawks, you know, coming in. So we pull in the lot, opened at 8 down there in Tampa. There had to be the first, I don't know, 5,000 cars. 4,997 were Iowa, and there was three Florida. <laughs> and they were, they were pulled out. They had a little bottle of champagne, and they were reading the Sunday paper. Yeah. Or whatever it was. I was like, are you kidding me? We're in Florida and nobody wants to come? Nah, it's cr- it was, that was, that, so that's my number that's, five. That's your, okay. So um, I'm going to put uh, right in there. 2007, Soldier Field. You and me, oh, yes. You that and me, was awesome. In the McCormick Place parking lot, they didn't understand. I mean, we, they, we they had, up, they had eight Kaibos for the entire. Why did we? We ended up talking to a parking cop, remember? And the yeah. guy said. People for the Bears games come. We don't open until 10. They open at 7 that day. We don't open until 10. They come, they have a burger, and they go into the game. We had no idea. People were peeing in between the cars into the grates in the parking lot. Remember? Yes. I mean, they had no idea. There were There was a guy selling depends. Like, yeah. it was a... Uh, there were forty five thousand Iowa fans there. Right? That was, it was something. It was really that something. was something. So that that's in my that's on the list. How about the twenty fifteen Big Ten? championship game in indianapolis yes that's on my list as well um i iowa drank them out of bush light every bar and um three three to one inside the stadium over michigan state uh even though they won that game three to one inside the stadium and i will tell you it was it was eight to one on the streets of indianapolis before that game it was i I didn't see any michigan state fans anywhere definitely in my top five absolutely and then adding on to that the 2016 rose bowl so I'm in there, and I can't decide whether I wasn't at the 82 Rose Bowl, which, but it sounded which, like it was very similar. The whole the entire state went, right? Yeah, well, the 82 Rose Bowl had the one great sign where they were holding up the thing, and on the eighth day, the God, Lord made God, Iowa. Made, God, Lord God created, created Iowa. Iowa. Now, there's one that – so the 2003 Orange Bowl. Yes, there you now, go. I'm not going to give it the bowl game, although there are a lot of fans here. I'm going to give it to – the Hawkeye Huddle rally that they have, the university has, because there were 35,000 <laughs> Iowa. This is no joke. 35,000. Where did they have that? They had that, that, that convention center. You and I went there two years later, and it was better, but they were still out of beer. They ran out of beer in 15 <laughs> minutes. Like five minutes. They had 35,000 people show up for the <laughs> rally. And we saw the same thing when we went for the um, – uh, when was we that went, LSU? No, that was Miami. I'm sorry. They had it at, at the Miami Convention Center. When you and I went for the LSU LSU one. They were out by the time we got there as well. Remember? So, yeah, it, it started at 1, and we walked in at like 108. And I need to ask this because they had two of these. Shelter. On the football side of things, uh, just because uh, – um, um, we we had an all American uh, linebacker this year. He's probably going to be a you know a top NFL draft pick. His brother Drew Campbell decides to uh, commit the Iowa Hawkeyes. By the way, he's a three or four star as well, defensive end. Uh, so he'll be in the in the commitment list, and uh, we'll be paying attention to that. Is he a little bigger seen, than Jack? He's actually about the same size. Oh, I just wonder. Same size. Yeah. Well, 
So we'll see how that goes. I haven't seen anything about a spring practice or anything like that. For no, Chad, listen to what we said the other day. And no one's noticed that I haven't written a spring no, football there's, there's report nothing, yet. Right? Um, a mock NFL drafts have four, four guys going from Iowa in the first two rounds. So that'll be interesting to nice. see how that goes. Baseball, uh, tough week. Boy, they lost to Illinois State the other night when we were sitting here 5-3 yeah. to, uh, to three at home. Dropped a 10-9 to nine game and a 7-4 game to Maryland. They came back with a win on Sunday, 12-8. to eight. They're now 20-6 and six and 1-2. and two, But they, they're up against it now. They can't lose a whole lot the rest of the year. They got Bradley tomorrow night at Bradley over uh, in where Peoria. Peoria. And then they come home. Uh, oh, no. Then they go out to, uh, to um, Bloomington. They play Indiana this week. So they're going to have to get things rectified. The pitching wasn't great this week. But what really hurt them on Friday was they kept coming back and hitting the ball and then just giving up runs. Yeah. The, the bullpen the gave bullpen, it up. The bullpen struggled, particularly on Friday. Brody threw a solid five innings and uh, hit 104 on the gun. And just like, wow, that's serious, serious gas. He is by a the way, season All-American. By the way, you might want to watch him because you, this is going to be his last year in Iowa City. I don't think he can go. I don't think he can no, go. No, he is. He's three. 24, I think 2024 is his draft year. Oh, I thought he could go. I don't think he can go. But you, you might be right. We He's can three years out of high school, isn't he? Huh? Brody? This is second year. Is Are you sure? Yes. I'm yeah, not sure of that. No, I am. All right. Well, there um, you go. You may have noticed that on the program we've not done a, a tremendous amount of discussion about uh, Angel Reese and, and, uh, and, and or Don Staley and their little accusations about somehow everybody in the world was against them because for, for racist reasons. You know why? We're just not going to dignify it. It just doesn't deserve time on this show because guess what? <laughs> um, let's, we're, we've been talking basketball and how great Iowa is and the, and the, and the, the wonderful things the Iowa women have done. And we're going to stick with that and right. stay away from the ridiculousness that is the suggestion that somehow things were that way. Right. Anyway, oh, geez. I guess, we're, right. I guess that's our cue to get out. I thought we were going to give that cue. That's all right. Hey, thanks for a great year, everybody. We really appreciate it. August, we'll be back again. Yep. We don't know where. We appreciate it. Everybody uh, help us. Steve back in the studio. For Dave Crane Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next year, next fall, on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 of the Champ, 101.3 FM.